Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? Good, Jeff. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what a beautiful day. Now, I know you don't do musicals. I mean, it's not that you don't do them. They're not your thing. There we go. Yeah. Just like I, it's not right. Just like it's not fair to say that I don't like horror movies. That's not true. I just have my own. I have parameters. There we go. Yeah. I have parameters that I like to go through. But it was so beautiful out driving into work the other day. I actually put from Walla Land another day of sun because we'd actually had consistent days. Yeah. And yeah, I had a like blasting. So of course, and then I had some bro roll up on the other <laughs> in the other lane with his, you know, his uh, compensator truck, you know, way too big, yeah. wheels as tall as me, yeah, ready to go off roading for whatever reason in the city. Um. Anyways, him rolling up, and I was like, how's it going, man? Great tunes. <laughs> yes, it's another day of sun. I just forgot how amazing that music really is, actually. That musical is just, yeah, one of my favorites for sure. But beside that, how are you doing? Oh, for a Monday, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean... About as good as it can be, having broken sleep, <laughs> you know, constantly yeah. waking up and just hate it, but it's cool. Okay. But you had a you had an okay week, though? Yeah, you know, had um, the, the OT for Friday. Yep. Yep. But, um, so once I was finished, I felt like, I felt good, you know, because I was inside for the last part of it, mm-hmm. and... So I walked back to headquarters. I was good. Like, it was cool. I was in the shade most of the time, except for one stretch. Then about halfway through our briefing, I'm starting to feel it. Like, I'm starting to get oh, sleepy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> I should have just waited. <laughs> got a got an escort. <laughs> but Yep. You'll but be, was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, because, yeah, you'll definitely be feeling it. Yeah. Because we're not as young, and I'm sure you didn't stretch. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true. No, no, no. Luckily, no cramps, no cramping up or nothing. Just started. good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, for the first year, lucked out in 10 years. Lucked out of all of that. So, which means I, it's going to return to me sevenfold next year, I guess. Yeah. And that's fine. It's whatever. Uh, I just really didn't plan well for this year. So, and just kind of, Stayed under the radar. That helps. So also helps yeah. when you're work, already working. So the what's it just yeah. reassign you? But no worries. Uh, how uh, how much longer does Kyle have at school? Probably half of next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. Thursday probably. So Maybe I think Monday. Monday. It's, it's, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's not. It's not a Friday. It's like it's uh-huh. Yeah, Grace in New York. Uh, get out Thursday next week. It's crazy. It's just yeah. Snuck up. Done. <laughs> then we'll have. I'll have a sixth grader and a second grader, which is just crazy to think about. But I'll have a junior. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when we first started this. Almost. Yeah. Almost three years ago. I mean, you had a middle schooler. I had one that was in pre-K. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, I think, a fourth grader. So, it's, uh, we've really come a long ways as far as what movies we watch with our kids as they, but it's interesting to see the types of movies they are interested in and wanting to go see. Because you can see that they start developing tastes, like, uh, 
what kind of what what genre there we go what genre of movies they enjoy true and take you know so far york hasn't really deviated he likes superhero movies some sci-fi and action um but still like some movies that are like i guess you could say targeted for his age yeah <clears throat> and even he's even enjoyed some of the ones that are more targeted for Grayson's age too. So it's, he's just very, we'll just say well-rounded, I guess. Yeah. And Grayson's just happy to see whatever, <laughs> whatever I put on more or less. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, That's true. Cause you know, Kyla, most of the time we watched animated movies and it was very limited live action unless it was like Marvel you know, or something that was kid kid related. Now she's wanting horror movies. She's even into the mystery <laughs> type stuff like Knives Out and Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Like I said last week, it all started, I think, with uh, uh, Monster House. Because, <laughs> yeah. Like I should have known then. <laughs> Eventually she yep. just, yeah, age out of it. Um, like I don't even know if she'll be wanting to see the, the Super Pets movie. I'm not, I'm not sure when it comes. So I don't know. <clears throat> and then this week, you know, she didn't come this past weekend. She's gonna come this weekend, so we hadn't haven't had a chance to take her to see Doctor Strange. But then with Firestarter out, yeah, I think she may be interested. I don't know, but I think she's more interested in Doctor Strange more than anything. And um, yeah, but it is something. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, you could always go see Super Pets with us. I mean, we'll have an open invitation for you. Because you know Grayson's, Grayson's counting down. Oh, yeah. You know, she's got everything but, you know, it on her calendar and exiting off each day. But I, but I bet if I told her that was a thing, then she probably would be doing that. <laughs> with, all her, with all the movies she's wanting to see this summer. For sure. So, last night... We well, actually, um, first of all, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself already. I finally got, I got an outdoor projector that came with the screen. It was like 65 bucks on Amazon, so pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just cannot. It had Wi-Fi, but I cannot get the Wi-Fi to work with my iPad or phone in order for it to stream. Like, it'll play the sound, but it wouldn't play any of the video. Right. So after watching several videos on troubleshooting, basically, like, yeah, you can't do that. You have to, I mean, you can stream YouTube, but you can't, like, it'll show YouTube just fine. Mm-hmm. But as far as anything on any streaming services, forget it. Even Apple, even just stuff that's on my, like, downloaded on my iPad, still will not. Wow. So, like, all right. So I went, bought a new Roku uh, stick, and it's pretty much it's the stick was like the 4K. I'm like, okay, this is I'll put that one on the TV downstairs with our 4K TV, and it'll be yeah. awesome. And then I'll just take the one that's there and we'll hook that up to projector, which is what I ended up doing. So my $65 projector turned out to be 125. <laughs> you know, once it's all said and done, but it's 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 fine. It's you know. But uh, so Saturday night, we didn't do it Friday night. Saturday night, we got it to work and got everything set up. And then we uh, we just had to wait for it to get dark, just like going to the drive-in. We just had to wait for it to get dark, and it was almost 8 o'clock. I'm like, oh, uh, this is like generally when we want the movies to be over for them. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, we watched uh, one of the movies we'll talk about today, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. And... That and they stayed away for the entire thing, and then, like once it was over, they were ready to go in and go to bed. So it was perfect. Uh, but it was a very pleasant night to do it, even mm-hmm. though we live fairly close to the airport. I think we only had one airplane fly overhead one, you know, the entire night. So that worked out really well. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then last night, Ruth and I, f- for the first time in a very long time, that I can remember at least, we had a date night. So we. We went to the comedy club, and uh, anybody that's listening that you know follows my social knows, uh, I was very excited. I, a comedian 
and comedian, actress, and now author, uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Most people probably know her either from if they watch 24 or It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We talked about her uh, when we talked about the Tomorrow War. She, uh, you know, she's a first foremost stand-up comedian, then actress, and then now an author. Her book, uh, Famish, comes out tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, 17th. And so I pre-ordered it, so I got lucky, and it came in Thursday, last Thursday. I was right. over the moon excited because I wasn't going to have anything for her to sign. I was going to be really sad about that. <laughs> um, but luckily it came in, so I had book for her to sign. Uh, and then just the opening act was hilarious. He was seven foot six and just lanky. He's got Marfram's, Marfram's syndrome. Mm-hmm. Which basically just means he's really tall and really scrawny. Basically, he looks big and uh, imposing, but he's like falling apart on the inside, more or less. Uh, you know, he's very fragile, I guess. Good way to put it. But he's he was pretty funny. He's like a really tall, lanky Weird Al. A little bit cross between Weird Al and my friend Aaron. A little bit kind of reminded me mannerisms and whatnots, but. He was pretty funny. Uh, then I didn't get Catherine's last name was the middle act, uh, but she was also very funny, a little bit more dry in humor at times. But you know, you catch on. And then you, you know, we and we got lucky. We were got there early enough. We were right there in the front, so it was awesome. And then we got to watch Marilyn do her her routine, which was hilarious. I had seen her. Uh, parts of her routine she had done on her COVID special, which I believe is still on Vimeo, uh, which, you know, you pay a couple of dollars and then watch her do. It's her, basically her quarantine special where she recorded at home, well at home set up and did a, a full hour set. And it, it's interesting because it was still funny, even though there's no, you know, there's nobody else around watching it to laugh right. or to get like feedback, you know, and, and kind of play off the audience, but it still worked. But it's so much better when I got to see her do it yesterday at, or last night during her routine. And uh, no, she was hilarious. Uh, yeah, very funny. If she, if you get a chance to see her while she's on tour, please do so. You'll be in for a treat. Also, you know, I will gladly hype up her book, Famous, because uh, it talks about her time, you know, uh, her time in acting so far and has to, you know, people recognize her mainly from 24. It's always sunny, even though she was only in like three episodes, but it's a, and she talks about her getting mistaken for Jenna Fisher and actually citing a headshot uh, (laughs) as Jenna Fisher and then tweeting about it to her and never got a response back. (laughs) Basically, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm keeping up your good work for you. Take care of your autographs. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, and then after the show, we were one of the few people that got to meet her after the show because we'd already bought the book or, you know, for people that already purchased it or pre-ordered it at least until it comes out because officially doesn't come out till tomorrow. Yep. Um, she's super sweet, very nice. Um, and we're going to keep our fingers crossed reach out for the fourth time to try and get her on the podcast. So hopefully we can make that happen now. Um, scheduling and whatnot. Yeah. So we got to work out, but I'm trying to make it a, uh, make our, our summer, our summer episodes full of, uh, or at least we'll see. I'll just say full of guests as much as possible. So got a lot of great things coming out and a lot of great people lined up just Got to get it nailed down for certain. But it was great. Great, great show. Great person. And it was great to finally, you know, to get out with the missus without any kids and just hang loose. Yeah. So it was awesome. All right. Should we get into our first fe- feature presentation? Sure. We'll do the double header for. First and then 
and then we'll we'll transcend into the play that's actually a movie. <laughs> oh wait, uh, hold on. I jumped ahead. Yeah, too eager to talk about this. <laughs> ah. I forgot. Uh, did you? Are you caught up on Halo? No, I'm gonna wait till this week when the last one airs, then watch them both together. Oh, okay. Smart. Yeah. Um, Actually, I just forgot. I forgot about it. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, there's so many that I'm watching. There's so many that I'm watching right now. It's hard for me to keep up, and yeah. especially because, I mean, I went like three weeks. There was like nothing. I'm like. All right, just nothing. Now there's like six things that I'm trying to keep up with and keep and remember what day what comes out on what. Yeah, I still need so. to catch up on Atlanta. I didn't watch that. Like like the week before, I was watching a lot of TV. This week, yeah. I'm like, eh, <laughs> I didn't want to watch anything. But um, yeah, I'm gonna catch up on that this week, Atlanta. And then I saw they moved um, a series from I forgot which um, network or or cable service it is, but Paramount Plus is playing um, Joe Pickett series, which is from a book that I read recently. And um, one of the respiratory nurses recommended a book featuring a character, Joe Pickett. And the book's called Dark Sky, and it was just good. Like she said, it's like a page turner. Okay. So, But this series is based on the character. And so I was watching part of the first episode. And so I'm still kind of early in that. It's like supposed to be the first season, but they only have the first two episodes on there. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. Maybe I'll watching. check it out. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll add that. It's kind of like going to add it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll add it. I'm going to write it down too because I'll forget otherwise. Yeah, he's basically a game warden in believe, Wyoming, and okay. he just gets involved in all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> Lord. Uh, I did watch on. Uh, oh Lord! On Peacock. There we go. Preaching Evil, A Wife on the Run with Warren Jeffs. Because I'm already watching Under the Banner of Heaven, which, by the way, episode four's out. Another stellar episode. These This show is just amazing. Yeah. So just kind of going along with my more <laughs> with my Mormon viewing, I watched this docu-series. There's only four episodes. It tells the story of poly- polygamous cult leader Warren Jeffs through the lens of his favorite wife, Naomi Jessup. And there's interviews with her, interviews with their kids, interviews with the other family members, and uh, as well as the law enforcement that was pursuing the case and everything, the prosecutors and child services and all those things, and that they, you know, how they didn't want this to wind up being another Ruby Ridge or or Waco situation, yeah, and how they really had to be careful when searching the compound. Cause first they'd gotten a tip that from, uh, someone saying that they were being held against their will to do, uh, these, to do sexual acts with under, you know, that, uh, underage sexual acts at this, you know, at their, I don't want to say, com- I hate saying compound cause that's just, but uh, on their property. There we go. Yeah. Where they, you know, where everybody was living, they had their big, all these buildings are big and beautiful because the, all the males that lived there basically do construction. And so they had these big, huge, I mean, the, the church itself is bit, it's beautiful to look at on the, yeah. at least on the outside, cause they don't show you anything on the inside, but big and beautiful on the outside and all these structures and everything look phenomenal. And basically they're. A lot of the, a lot of people of the Mormon faith, especially that believe in polygamy, are kind of like anti-government. Just because, again, kind of like they discuss under in under the banner of heaven, that because of the history of the Mormon Church, and they've always there's always been this this pull against them and government because they don't believe that. A lot of them don't believe that they have to follow, like, pay taxes or follow the rules of the government because they are following the rules of God. And that supersedes what any law enforcement person, you know, would do. Um, So law enforcement is trying to be very – so they're trying to find this woman. So they got a warrant to come onto the property to go look for her. And basically anything else that they find that could be illegal – 
falls under that. Like it, I mean, if you witness a wire, well, basically if you witness a criminal act being occurring in your presence, anyways, that's I mean at best a mis- that classified as a misdemeanor, and uh, most most if not all states, that's just kind of the definition of the misdemeanors, something that occur something illegal that in- that occurs in an officer's presence. Yeah. So they can then take action and then take all evidence that would pertain to those to those violations we'll say again yeah so they look everywhere they can't find this person that this girl that they're looking for and so they end up needing to go into the church but they also understand that the that that's kind of a big deal i mean for police searching it's not that big a deal it's just another building but they understand as far as the Mormon, you know, for Mormon faith and how sacred a, that temple is. And that. So it's very interesting to see the police kind of, we'll say, uh, they're trying to empathize with the people that are there. But they're also like, hey, we still have a job to do. We still have to look. We're not going to basically tear up the place. We're going to go in there, just try do a quick search, and then we'll be out of your hair. Yeah. Turns out it was a bogus call. There was nobody by that name. There, that person didn't exist. So, but they still were able to find all these other things that were going on. So it was. It's very interesting. Again, only four episodes. It's on Peacock if you have it. You could probably find it uh, other places as well. But it's a very fascinating look. And uh, yeah, uh, I always find that sort of thing. I always find religion as a whole, just uh, various different religions. I always find that interesting because I like learning about them, even though I may not believe in what they believe, but I like understand trying to understand uh, other people and what they believe. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Preaching Evil, A Wife on the Run with Warren Jeffs on the Peacock. All right. Now we can start our future presentation. So, speaking of Peacock... Uh, we watched for our first feature presentation, we watched the new Firestarter. Now, did you watch this on Peacock or did you watch this in the theater? I watched it on Peacock. Yeah. Smart. (laughs) I mean, at first when I I started, I'm like, I may have to go because I'm having trouble (laughs) paying attention. But, I stopped because I I just watched the original trying to go into this. And so I said, I'm going to take a break and actually watched it yesterday instead of back to back Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it's probably smart. Yeah. (laughs) I, yeah. So Firestarter, this is a remake. It's not a, or a reboot, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's, I'm just going to say it's a remake. I don't care what, kind of words they want what kind of jargon they want to use but it's it's not a sequel but it is uh, a remake from the 1984 original with uh, drew barrymore in it uh but uh it's about a young girl that tries to understand how she mysteriously gained the power to set things on fire with her mind pyrokinesis very generic description (laughs) or a very (laughs) kind of no offense, but for a very generic kind of movie. Yeah. Um, so it's a Blumhouse movie. But things that worried me going into this movie. It was going to be available on Peacock. <laughs> um, although Marry Me was available on Peacock, and I enjoyed that one quite a bit. So it's True. not not all that. But... They, if your poster has to tell you that it's from, it's from Blumhouse, producer of The Invisible Man, based on Stephen King's masterpiece. It's not a good. It's not a good start. And there's no tagline at all on the poster. So, The Invisible Man. The difference between The Invisible Man and this movie is that The Invisible Man tried something fresh. It took the idea of The Invisible Man. It did something fresh with the plot and the story, pretty much everything having to do with that character. Yeah. This movie 
took from the original and basically copied and pasted with visual effects instead of practical effects. Like some Phoenix Force thing going on. Yes. From X Men. <laughs> right. And there's like. So Zach Efron plays Andy McGee. Uh, David Keith played it in the original. Mm-hmm. Ryan Kiera Armstrong plays Charlie McGee. Sydney Lemon, aka I'm Not Olivia Wilde, <laughs> played Vicky McGee. Uh, Michael Gray Eyes plays Rainbird, and Gloria Rubin plays uh, Captain Hollister. Kurtwood Kurtwood Smith plays Doctor Joseph Wanwas. Wanwas, and John Beasley plays Irv Manders. This uh, is directed by Keith Thomas, who has directed a couple things. He directed The Vigil and Arcane. Uh, it was written by Scott Teams. He's the only screenplayer or screenplay screenwriter. There we go. Listed. And then, of course, Stephen King credited with source material from, from the book. <clears throat> the only thing I feel like this movie really did different is just updated the effects. I mean, really, that's it. And instead of George C. Scott, it has uh, Gloria Rubin in it. But the plot's still the same. The uh, Charlie's parents, Andy and Vicky, basically volunteered to do this experimental drug thing to find out. Uh, it's supposed to find out if it, it's like a hallucinogenic. Mm-hmm. See what kind of effects it has on the patient, some get placebos, some get the hallucinogen uh, for a pharmaceutical test. Turns out Andy gets psych well not psychic, but mind control. He can he can push people to do what he wants. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I can't remember if Vicky in this one had any powers. I know uh, Heather Locklear played Vicky in the original and she ended up no, she didn't have powers either, did she? I mean, she, uh, the Vicky in this one did. They they showed it when she got confronted by uh, Rainbird. Okay. She, able to, she basically had telekinesis because she could throw gotcha. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think they ever showed Heather Locklear if she had abilities or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they get pursued. You know, they're being chased because obviously the. The secret organization that's doing all this, controlling the all the experiments, obviously want Charlie because she has the ability to start fires with her brain, you know, with her mind. Yeah. And she's over here trying to be, you know, wanting just to be normal and trying to understand how to control. So she's having to, you know, her and her dad, Andy, are trying to work on. Okay, think of things that are around the room to kind of help get her mind off of it. Yeah. So, which I think that part is different. So that's, you know, I do actually, I was like, okay, I like that. That's something new. That's a, I was like, okay, let's find things that I can focus on to help get my mind off of that and bring that, you know, get my brain from, I guess, getting upset and then lighten up the place. Yeah. <laughs> So cause things to flame on. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's the only thing that was missing, really. <clears throat> what are your what are your thoughts? Um it was kind of hard to watch. Because I'd watched the original, which I realized I another one I had never watched. Or I did and I was a kid when I did, so I didn't remember watching it. And um <sighs> I guess it's one of those. Why did they do it? Is <laughs> it? It's almost. I feel like maybe it's just a, a rights thing. Like, hey, we're gonna lose the rights to this. So we got to make something so we keep it. Yeah. Which I don't know what the big deal would have been if that's the reason. Um, there was a scene when she's in school and she runs to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of X Men First Class. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um. I too liked how she was 
talk to try to do some things to kind of distract her mind so she's not focused on burning things up or burning people up. Uh, there's one kind of contradiction where Andy's like, don't hurt anybody else again. And then same scene. Yeah. I remember what I taught you. And yeah, you know, but that, um, yeah, this, that doesn't apply here. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, take care of that. <laughs> I thought I was going to try to recreate that scene from the first one. It's like, yeah. no, just run. <laughs> like, oh man, you might want to have her do her thing here. Yeah. Um, I'm glad there's original because you know I can always go back and watch that. You know, it's you know it's kind of a product of its time, but it was still pretty decent to watch. And I was kind of creeped out by the original, like some of the dialogue toward Drew Barrymore's character. It felt like kind of creep, kind of creepy yes. a little bit. Yes, like, the very George heavy. C. Scott, like George C. Scott and her interactions. I was like, this is uncomfortable. Yes. I don't yes. think it's meant to be, but this looks it. Th- there's <laughs> right. There's just like undertones going on that makes this character creepier, and it's not even the eye patch. Like, no. bro, you could have been fine without the eye patch. Just your, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a Oof. little like some of the deaths are a little more brutal, like very yeah. dark, like especially the way the father dies in this compared to the first one. Right. And I was just like, ooh. And then cat scene, I was like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was brutal. It was. I yeah. I think I have a so I had seen the original many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I rewatched it last week. And I was like, okay, it's a little dated. I mean, but I enjoy the practical effects in this back when they actually set people on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, oh, we're just going to light you up and then start running. Make everybody look like Michael Myers. Yeah. Just, flame, <laughs> I mean, he's just lit up and keep running. And back when you practically actually did blow up a house instead of just using CGI to blow up a house. And, yeah, I think if they had done more practical, it would have helped. Yes, I think it would have definitely helped, but it's fakey, fakey kind of. Yeah. Doesn't really. Plus, and the dialogue was stale in the first one, but that's because it's an 80s movie that a lot of 80s horror movies have stale dialogue. It was never really meant to have. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's polished. But I also like Drew Barrymore's acting in it better. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I, I agree with that. And I love David Keith. Now, the other thing that changed that they did change instead of uh, David Keith's character Andy, uh, who bled from the nose after, you know, controlling someone else's mind. Yeah. You know, in this one, Zac Efron's eyes were bleeding instead, which is also, you know, I guess one way to update it and make it a little more grotesque. I guess. Yeah. But I was also like, all right, that's whatever. But yeah, kind of unnecessary, but whatever. But I just really enjoyed David Keith's acting. And I was like, God, I wish he would have been in more things. Because he played a uh, Jack somebody in the second Major League movie. He was kind of the a-hole guy that was on their team and then went to the other team. And Charlie Sheen had to face off against him. Anyways. You can look him up. He he should have been in more 80s. He should have been a villain in more 80s movies. Because he just has this look. Like like all those 80s army movies, he could have been the villain in. Or been the buddy. You know, just the hard-nosed buddy guy in it. But he has been in a lot of, I mean, quite a bit of stuff. You look at his filmography. I was like, oh, forgot about him. He's an amazing actor. I really like him. Wish he would have been in more. At least more things we've more mainstream things, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing with this, maybe it should have been more like a sequel. Like, hey, here's another father-daughter duo yeah. that's out there that they haven't found. Or and just, then, yeah, or just start from scratch. Literally start yeah. from scratch. Let it be a reboot and just start from scratch. Completely Don't use the story. same. Don't, yeah, no completely different origin story. I mean, like they did with the Invisible Man. If Blumhouse could make the Invisible Man and make it really good and really intense, yeah, they could have done like the same thing. The dad's a scientist, does something to himself, isn't aware of what his inner cellular structure is doing. Meet someone, they have a kid, and oh, kid's got powers, and 
now they're his higher ups are making him, te- you know, yeah. forcing him to try to test his own daughter or try to take her, you know, like yeah. a little, little twist. Yeah. I mean, the ending also in this movie was different than the ending of the last one. Because the character from the from the original gets injured but doesn't die. But then this one, they just often kill him. They're like, oh, well, I guess this ending's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, that's a that's a thing. I don't know. There there was a lot of things that could have been done better. It's an okay movie. It's not really scary. I don't think. I was laughing. Yeah, I mean, it's it unintentional it, humor. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it reminded me of that Bart Simpson. I guess more of a meme now than anything that says, "Well, at least you tried." And then yeah. he takes the cake and throws it in the trash. <clears throat> yeah, and, and that's kind of what I think about this movie. So, difference. Another difference. Um, the John Rayburn character in the first movie was definitely more discreet. <laughs> This one was very much very sloppy and like the difference between the characters is he was able to apprehend them both without them seeing him. So he was able to be used later to try to get Charlie's trust. Yeah. This here, this Rainbird was very out with it. And I'm like, okay, so they're definitely doing something different with his character. Yeah. You know, it would have been cool. I'm wondering if they had maybe done it similar, maybe like shot for shot difference, just given an updated look. Yeah. If it would have worked out better. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Me either. Um, it. We definitely, both of us, I think, <laughs> could be in agreement that if you want to watch a fire starter, watch the Drew Barrymore original uh, with David Keith and Heather Locklear and yeah. George C. Scott. I mean, Martin Sheen. Like, they yeah. even have Martin Sheen's character in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Art Carney. Yeah, I mean, it's. A great, great cast. So it's produced by Dino De Laurentiis, who made all the movies back in the eighties and nineties. Pretty yeah. much, he produced them. Not okay, not all of them, but he uh, all, almost all of your favorites, we'll say. Yeah, it's probably more like a made-for-TV movie. Well, technically, it kind of was. It was made yeah. for streaming, <laughs> but also you can go pay money in theaters and go see it too. Would recommend that unless you just just have to see it in theater. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise, wait till Redbox if you really want to watch it. Just hold out like another month, and I'll probably be there. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. Does that does that cover both fire starters? <laughs> or, well, yes. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean we compare and contrasted that one. Yeah. Uh, I just because even with because I'm thinking about if you think back to even other Stephen King uh, remakes like Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery remake had a lot of different elements in it that were not in the original. True, and. It was still like it is still original enough that I didn't dislike like I didn't dislike it like I kind of like I might, yeah I may even rewatch that one it's just yeah. but this one yeah no um, I'm good it's like they missed and the mark with this one. they did and I think I saw one article that said Zach Efron needs to get a hold of his agent immediately <laughs> I was like damn wow. So that, even I wasn't that fierce about it. <laughs> I was like, eh. They did all right. Because he is a really good actor. It's just yeah. he shouldn't have been in this movie. It wasn't the right role. Yeah. Uh, the contractually obligated. <laughs> Zach Efron. They should actually start putting that. They should literally start putting that above their names. Put in parentheses, contractually obligated. And then big, bold name. Like during the credits, like Zach Efron is this. Yeah. Contract contractually obligated. Yeah. They're like, two oh, okay. separate things. Cast. Yeah. Original yes. cast. This cast yes. was contractually obligated to be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this cast is just unknown, so they need to work, so they're they're here on purpose. Yeah. This one here. Yeah. 
They owe some people favors. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Uh, all right. Let's get into our second one, shall we? Yes. Shall we? All right. So our second, our double bill uh, comes to us from, uh, is this Paramount? No, Prime. Prime? No, Paramount oh. Plus. No, this was on Peacock also. Oh, it's on Peacock also. Yes. I'm so confused. Like you can you can rent it like you can rent it yeah. on Prime, but okay. uh, I, you can stream it on Peacock as well. Okay, I couldn't remember which one. I'm getting so confused anymore. It's, it's right. the Lost City that's on Peacock. It's the Lost City that's on Peacock right now. That's what it is. Or not Peacock on Paramount. See, I can't okay. they didn't stop. It's one of the P's. <laughs> yes. See, and yeah, they're all the same. Um, no. The Lost City is on Paramount Plus. The Outfit, which is our next movie, and Firestarter, the previous two movies, technically, um, are all available on Peacock. There we go. Got it right that time. Yes. We'll get there. So The Outfit uh, is an hour and 45 minutes long. It it came out this year, starring Zoe Zoe Deutsch or Dutch. Uh, Dylan O'Brien, Johnny Flynn, Mark Rylance, Simon Russell Beale, Nikki Muka Bird, and uh, Johnson McCain. Directed by Graham Moore, who has written more movies than he's directed. He wrote The Imitation Game and uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, I believe TV series. Yeah, TV series. But he's only directed one other movie called The Waiting Room from 2008. Uh, it was this movie was written by Graham Moore and Jonathan McLean. John McLean, what? <laughs> Finally found some new work. Mistress. Uh, yes, an expert cutter must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night. So this movie takes place literally in one in this shop. It doesn't yeah. take place anywhere else. As I'm about 30 to 40, I'm about halfway through the movie going, this movie should be a play. Because there is, <clears throat> it only takes place in one, in one building. It makes it easier to, uh, for it to be a play. It's a host of like a dozen different characters. Most of the action is dialogue. Every now and then someone will get shot <laughs> or stabbed. True. Uh, so it's perfect for a stage play. If they, you know, so they chose to. It's basically Mark Rylance owns, he's a, he's not a tailor because a tailor sews buttons and alters suits. He's a cutter that actually cuts the fabric and stitches them together to make suits. It's very important that you know this because <laughs> he will correct you in this, this movie. Yes. Every time. So, you know, it's, you, yep. But you know, who says you don't wear anything watching a movie? <laughs> he ends up making these suits. And while doing so, he's very quiet and doing his work and his ears are open and he listens to what is going on with these mobsters coming in and essentially doing business in the store. And he really doesn't stop him because he's still able to do his job and stay out of basically getting caught up in, in what's going on until someone gets shot and then everything goes haywire. And of course, like in any good movie, somebody's after a thing. Yes. Whatever the thing is, you know, becomes the driving force of the story. Well, this briefcase, whatever is in this briefcase, is the thing that they need to get. And yeah, violence ensues, and he's having to play against two rival gangs, and but also 
basically cover for himself too, so he doesn't get killed in the process. Yeah. It's not very... The poster makes it look like it's going to be like some weird Guy Ritchie action movie with fast-talking humor slaying, you know, Cockney slaying and stuff being tossed around. This takes place in New York in the 40s, I believe. Say the 40s. Late 30s, early 40s. Somewhere around there. And there's not going to be a whole lot of like this not there's very very little humor in it it is a drama it's very reliant on story and dialogue to move things forward because again it does not move from this shop yep. so there's not going to be cutaways from to different locations it's very but by doing so the dialogue has to be good in order to keep your interest in the story to keep you know to keep things moving along I liked it. I do kind of wish it had a faster pace to it. Uh, but I mean, at an hour and 45, it's in the sweet spot for runtime. True. Um, I don't really know what you could have trimmed out of this, but I mean, you probably could have to make it a, but maybe because it's only the one location, they kind of make it harder to make the pacing of what was going on faster. Also, they like using long takes and didn't really have a lot of cutaways. True. So that didn't help as far as like your pacing uh, to move to, for a sense of urgency. But there are, there are at least, I mean, towards the end of the film, you actually learn about a twist in the movie, which does also help it uh, make it more entertaining. It's like, okay, it's, that, it's a slow burn to get to the end. Yeah, and then you're like, and then you at least you get, yes, you at least get a payoff. Yeah. So good. What payoff. are your thoughts? I mean, I enjoyed it. it, it I was sitting there watching like, not really sure how things are going to turn out because I told you where I kind of stopped watching when I started it, where there was like a potential reveal. And I was like, I can't just be it because it's like 30 minutes into the movie. And I was like, well, I'll find out later. So when yep. I continued, I was like, ah, OK. Um, but yeah, just the way they were talking to each other, you, never, you didn't know if something was going to pop off and if it was when it was going to happen. Uh, whose side is on You know, who's who's playing which side? Who's in what role? Um, is this cutter more than just a cutter? <laughs> um, you know, is everybody who they appear to be on the surface, or is there each is each person's story a little deeper? Um, and then the the thing that they're after, I was like, um, it it just it's just it kept my interest. You know, I was yes. I wanted to know because it kept building up something, and once it did pay off. I was satisfied with it. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's it. You know, I wasn't disappointed. I, I, it was worth going through even the slow moments to get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and then so, you can sew some, you can uh, stitch somebody up with thread. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. There you go. It's strong enough thread, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want my suit so made out of that. Exactly. So obviously the title has a dual meaning because the outfit, you know, mafias are known as an outfit. Plus, well, he's cutting outfits um so it's clever you know good title yeah. uh, mark rylance was actually trained in tailoring techniques by the famous huntsman tailors on seville road previously seen in the kingsman series you can catch a glimpse of their iconic house tweed momentarily in the film so look at that but yeah uh i really yeah i i enjoyed it it's it's not going to be, again, if you know what you're getting into, you'll probably enjoy it more. Just if you feel like uh, it's losing it, you're losing interest, just stick with it. it it'll be worth it. So, but yeah, not, that uh, yep. And I love Mike, Mark Rylance because he's so subtle and his, his acting is so subtle and kind of methodic. Yeah. And like, you have to you really want to pay attention to everything he says because you you feel like there's something's hanging on yeah like whatever he has to say you kind of have to hang on what he's saying because you know it's going to be important or else you might miss something and i mean that's been that way for through most of his performance what was he in tinker taylor soldier spy i think with uh gary Ullman. uh even freaking uh ready player one yeah i mean just very 
purposeful, we'll say, in his speech. But it was, I, yeah, no, great. I loved it. So, I dig it. All right, real quick, I just want to talk about what we watched for Family Movie Night. And uh, I kept trying to find, I'm trying to think, okay, what can I show them? Because there's nothing really out new that's they hadn't already seen. Um, and I want it to be something they hadn't seen yet. What can I find? I'm going through different things. And I'm scrolling through our library, uh, our digital movie library. And I came across Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm like, I haven't seen this well, but it, I said, I think this would be good. It is rated PG. It's an hour and 27 minutes from 2009. I was like, this could be perfect. It's great rating, you know, TV rate or PG rating. And it's a fairly short movie. Yeah. And stop motion. So that'll be fun to talk to them about how they do that. I want to show videos to them so they can really see how tedious and how patient you would have to be to make a movie like this, especially when it's an hour and a half long. Uh, so and it's based on Roald Dahl's uh, book. An urbane fox cannot resist returning to his farm raiding ways and then must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation. Directed by Wes Anderson. With the voices of George Clooney as Mr. Fox, Meryl Streep as Mrs. Fox, Bill Murray as the Badger, Jason Schwartzman as Ash, Wallace Wolodarski as Kylie, Eric Chase Anderson as Christofferson, Michael Gambon as Franklin Bean, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe as Rat, Owen Wilson as Coach Skip, Jarvis Corker or Cocker as Petey, Wes Anderson as Weasel, Karen Duffy as in yes Duff from MTV, <laughs> yeah. uh, that Duff. As Linda Otter, and just another huge, I mean, huge cast. So, but yeah, I love this movie. I mean, it's it's not. They're not going to laugh like it, I told them ahead of time. So now these are going to be like whenever you watch movies, it's like slapsticky. This is like you listen, you have to pay attention to to hear what they're saying because the jokes are there and not you know them tripping or falling and. You know, doing yeah. like slapstick humor. It's going to be a different kind of humor. But and I told Grayson, I said, it's kind of like the bad guys because it's animals, you know, stealing things. She's like, I like animals. <laughs> like, I know. Apparently now you like heist movies, too. <laughs> so. Uh, so we watched that. And I was. They really enjoyed it. I mean, at first it was kind of hard getting their attention. But, you know, we're again, we're trying to get situated in our spots and you know they got to have popcorn and popcorn sodas and watch a movie outside and not get eaten up by the bugs uh, but they yeah they really enjoyed it uh world dolls fantastic mr fox was the first book writer producer and director wes anderson owned his mother texas ann burroughs bought it for him at the St. Francis Book Fair in Austin, Texas, when he was about seven years old, Anderson has kept the same copy on his bookshelf ever since. So, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. You know, the, basically after Mr. Fox got, and Mr. and Mrs. Fox got caught, one time once they were, he was, they were able to escape. Basically, she was like, hey, I'm pregnant. And he's like, okay. And then he changes his ways, becomes a columnist in a paper. But more or less just gets bored from it and misses the hunt, you know, misses stealing things. And then him and Badger steal a few things. And then the farmers retaliate. And he has to get everybody together to help basically fix this. (laughs) And, yeah, it's really cute. It's such a cute film. I would recommend it. I mean, there's no, oddly enough, there are no curse words. They always, they substitute cuss for any curse word. So, you know, like if you watch how they change, like, uh, 
curse words to something else on to adapt it for like TV. Mm-hmm. Like you son of an ice cream. It'll just yeah. What'd you say to me? And then it's like yeah. it'll be. Are you cussing? Kidding me? You know stuff like that. What the cuss? Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It it, it was funny. I mean, to me, I I was laughing at that stuff. And York thought that part was funny too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it it was good. So, fantastic, Mr. Fox. Great family movie night. If you are looking for something to watch with your family, I think we might try to. I think Grayson might not like Isle of Dogs. Is I don't know, maybe she will, but I, I know York would. Uh, we might try Moonrise Kingdom. So I think that's also fairly as accessible for kids. All right. For trailers, we have got. I'm having to pull them all up. We have Cha Cha Real Smooth, <laughs> which I believe is coming to Apple TV. Let's see here. Yep. Coming to Apple TV Plus. Cha-Cha Real Smooth, a young man who works as a bar mitzvah party host, strikes up a friendship with a mother and her autistic daughter. Set to be June, uh, set to be out June 6th, 17th. There we go. With Dakota Johnson's own and Leslie Mann, Brad Garrett. So that is coming up then. So look for that if you have Apple TV+. Plus. And then we also have the movie Prey. The origin story of the predator in the world of the Comanche nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. So, there you go. Apparently uh, directed by... Dan Trachenberg and nobody that I recognize <laughs> uh, unknown date yet so but trailers out for that so there you go predators going uh going back in time there's that unknown date yet so we'll keep an eye out for our dates and then we have good luck to you, Leo Grande. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, which follows Nancy Stokes, a 55-year-old widow who is yearning for some adventure, human connection, and some sex. Good sex. Starring Emma Thompson, Daryl McCormick, and that's about it. And I believe that is coming to Hulu also on June 17th. So, directed by Sophie Hyde. And then lastly, we have Adam Sandler's latest movie. Looks like it's looks like it might be a drama. Called Hustle. A washed up basketball scout discovers a phenomenal street ball player while in Spain and sees the prospect of as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. This will drop on Netflix on June 8th. Starring Adam Sandler, Ben Foster, Robert Duvall, Queen Latifah, Julia White, uh, Boban Margin- Marginovic. There we go. Maria Bato. Boom. And that's it. That is what we got coming out trailer wise. We are. Yep. And I believe we are two weeks away from season four Stranger Things. I think that's June 4th, isn't it? Somewhere around there. Uh, Somewhere around that. I know it's June. Yep. I feel like it's the first week. But yeah, uh, some good things coming out this week. We have this week we have the movie. This week we have men coming out. 
which still sounds weird saying that. Coming out. <laughs> yep. Right. Be free. <clears throat> yep. Oh, sorry. It says here season four premieres Friday, May 27th. I thought it was in June. That's close. <laughs> oh, volume one, May 27th. Volume two, July 1st. Oh, they're pulling the Walking Dead. Yes, <laughs> but, but they're only doing it two months apart, not two years apart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they got to get it get it going because these kids are getting older <laughs> by the second. <laughs> pretty soon, uh, pretty soon, Eleven's going to be the same age as Joyce. I'm not careful. Right. Right. <laughs> and then go ahead and get into college. <laughs> yep. You think things are strange now? Wait till you get to college. <laughs> uh, well, th- see, they could do that, and then they'll wind up in secret societies, doing even stranger things. There you go. Oh my God, that's what it'll be. It'll be called even stranger things. <laughs> stranger things, colon even stranger things. Strangest of things. Yes. <laughs> that's when they have kids. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, like I said earlier, Friday, uh, the 20th, men, A24's men will be released in theaters. There you go. I finally got one. Go. I won't get it right again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already know next week it'll be me going. So this week, Patrick and I went and saw men. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the, the theater movie. to see men. <laughs> what kind of theater? <laughs> uh, things we do for the things we do for our podcast. Yeah. Uh, bless. But yeah, uh, so that's just fun. <laughs> that's just fun. And then the week after that, baby, Top Gun coming out. It has surprisingly, shockingly to me, has been getting amazing reviews. All right. Well, last I, what, uh, the last I saw, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes with 41 reviews. Granted, 41, not like 141 or 80-something, but still. I mean, that's... At least they're able to watch it so you know what's coming out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Valid. That's and then, of course, uh, Bob's Burgers. Yep. And Bob's Burgers will be out as well on the 27th. So, yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm just trying to figure out when I'll, I don't know if I'm going to watch it after work or wait for a Saturday morning. Um, I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. It's definitely going to be 40X. Oh, I'm doing IMAX and 40X. I'm doing both. It'd be cool if they had a IMAX 40X theater. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Just for this movie, you know? Yeah. 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 I think that's called Universal Studios, right? It's the Back to yeah. the Future, or it used to be the Back to the Future, right? I think it's now like Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, good luck to, uh, congratulations and good luck to my Dallas Mavericks for uh, for beating the Phoenix Suns in Game 7 and moving on to the Western Conference Finals. They, like uh, they're going to put a weapon I, on the Warriors. <laughs> bro, it's going to be a good series. It's going to be yeah, a good series. I mean, you can't you can't stop Luca. I'm sorry. You just can't. Yeah. He's a I was beast. Watching, there was a video that they put out said that when this happened, that's when you knew Mavericks were going to win. I, I saw the clip. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah. I haven't really been watching the season, but I've seen highlights. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be an interesting series. Yeah, yeah. No, I love my Mavericks. Um, <clears throat> as somebody that's, that grew up, when I first got interested in basketball mm-hmm. was when we lived in Dallas. And I went through all those torturous years in the 80s, <laughs> the mid to late 80s, in the 90s, of suffering through them just having a just a horrible team. Yeah. But still remaining a fan all the way through it. And then Mark, and then His Holiness, Mark Cuban, comes along. <laughs> and uh really just revamps everything and uh dark new and then gets dirk and yeah. boom we're off to the races 
and then 14 seasons with the same team, a championship, multiple all-star games and multiple MVPs. Like, and then passes the torch to Luca. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, it's, I've always had fun watching them when I can watch them. Most of the time I just have to follow them through highlights, but when I can watch them, yeah, it's just fun to watch. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping we're we're about to see another Mavericks championship because that's one thing they because they, they haven't won one since 2011. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, Red is probably the highest shot they got right now. Yep. I mean, if and even when Luca's not there, they've got like three other people they can go to that will score just as many points and dish that's it out. So. And got to have a good bench. You know, can't just be focusing on one player. Everybody's got to be able to. It's a team effort. So if you play it is, team, literally. yeah. Whoever plays, I mean, multiple team. people had thirty plus points last night's game. Oh yeah, blow out. <laughs> so yeah. blow out win, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Away and away. Yeah, they were yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, good luck, Golden State. But um, you know, what Dallas had this one. It's not going to be easy. Nope. For them. There. Nope. Yeah. So. I think they've kind of also been kind of the underdog because they were the underdog in the first round by like like every game I saw they were down like it was they were giving the other team like plus ten or plus fifteen. Yeah. Beat them. Phoenix was supposed to win the series, no problem. Yeah. Beat them in seven. I mean, it took seven games, but beat them. I mean, just keep thinking they're the underdog. They're just prove you wrong. So. I think those kind of series are better because you learn more instead yep. of just blowing through them. You're yeah, winning everything. You're not you're not seeing your mistakes. How to how to build off of them and do yep. better. You know, so yep. getting that experience points up. Indeed. So, anyways, with that being said, we hope everybody has an amazing week wherever you're at. We always thank you for listening, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.